This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, Jennifer. Hi, Richard. How are you? I'm good. Jinx said at the same time. I know. I think both of us have had a cold. I mean, I had an awful one. I couldn't even talk the other day. So I got to the point where because I had so many events last week, which were, I'm sorry about for all the listeners I've already had complaints about the fact that we didn't have our, we didn't have our, our normal uh, podcast, but I had a wonderful event at the Alice for the Alzheimer's foundation. And then I didn't tell us about that. What, what happened? What was that like? So it's very dear to my heart because my grandmother uh, passed away from it. Hmm. And I just want, I mean, I just want, us to be preventative about it. So between the medicines that they're trying to come up with, you know, they've done, I mean, they're funding so much research and they actually have something that's already been approved for people that are just starting to get Alzheimer's. And so it's, it's really fascinating to me. And, you know, like you and I've talked about, I don't necessarily feel sorry for the people that have Alzheimer's because they're having the time of their life, but I do feel the burdens and what happens to the people that have to take care of them. And right now, the cost of taking care of somebody that has Alzheimer's is just astronomical. And it really, there needs to be, we need to end it. We need, you know, that's our goal is to end Alzheimer's. Yeah, I mean, that, the, irony, I, the irony was, I'm like, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> Jennifer sent me a note. I forgot to tell you that I couldn't be here. Um Yes, I'm very familiar with that. It's in my family tree as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the the odd thing is that in our research, and, and let's call it that, we've been doing this for eight years every week. We've spoken to people on the flip side who had Alzheimer's during their life. Mm-hmm. What they report, it's fascinating to hear that they're fully aware back home of everything that's happening on the stage, even though it's difficult for people on the stage to realize there's just files that aren't working in the computer. They've shut down. So the the question is, is how do we prevent those files from shutting down? Whether it's with a plaque, you know, at some point they were talking about that or whatever's causing those files to shut down, um, you know, before they should. Or, you know, I guess it's been around forever. You know, it's been around since the dawn of time. but. I know. And so I'm more fascinated to it because fascinated with it because my whole day at work, I can't remember what happens. So I'm in that Delta theta state. So I'm like, wait a second, is this helping my brain? I have been told it is that this is actually going to give me longevity, which makes sense because I have to be present when I work. I can't like escape or think about things that are going on. I have to really be clear. And I've made it a practice to do that. And so I'm hoping that's the case. I'm actually going to a retreat and uh, Cancun, an advanced retreat for Dr. Joe Dispenza, who you and I have talked about. Okay, sure. So they're actually measuring the the brain waves. They're measuring. He's been funded to measure what happens when you meditate. So and- well, this is also an interesting uh, form of you know area to discuss, which is in the film Hacking the Afterlife, which you're in. <laughs> I also uh, filmed an interview with a, a friend of mine who has Parkinson's, and mm-hmm. during the uh, four to six hour session that she did with hypnotherapy with Scott DeTamble, her symptoms disappeared. She stopped shaking. She was no longer bouncing off walls. She spoke normally. 
for those six hours and was able to access her higher self and talk about the journey or how the onset of the symptoms came in her life very clearly. Yeah. Um, so the idea being that when you're in touch with the flip side, let's just call it that, when you're bypassing the filters that are on the brain, you're able to communicate in such a way that it's clear without the affliction. Now, we haven't had a conversation, me and you and a dementia patient, talking to their higher self while they're in the room. Right. But we yeah. have done that a couple of times with a close friend of mine's father who was in hospice care. And I didn't tell you wh why we were talking to him, but he was very clear about his experience that only 10% of his conscious energy was in his body and right. that 90% was already back home. But what we haven't been able to ask people, and this is something you might bring up when you're in this conference, is can we talk to scientists on the flip side who can help us to access how to prevent the symptoms from happening in the first place? That would be a, an area of, of an avenue of discussion. Yeah, that would be. I mean, I have talked to people that have been in comas. You know, it's been very unfortunate. Um, I had a client, and I think you remember this, I had a family that reached out to me that their son was on life support because he ate something that had peanuts that was made in a peanut, not peanuts didn't have peanuts in it, but it was made in a peanut facility facility. And they wanted to know basically if they should pull the plug. And he showed me what was happening to his body. And, and he just, and it was so gut wrenching that he couldn't, he's like, I can't get back in. There's no way I can get back in now. And that, you know, is Oakley and Red Shoes for Oakley. They, they made a whole, he came through with a lot of information that they now are been, you know, been helping so many, you know, so many other people that have had allergies, you know, become aware of it and dealing with people that have allergies. But that being said, between that and then talking to people that have been in comas where they, you know, where they're tied to their body, but they're not gone. They give it's that's fascinating. Or when people are in hospice, I mean, it's just interesting how different people are when they're when they're tied to their bodies but not in their bodies and so it's a it's a weird avenue of, of um, exploration that we've been doing and we've been doing this for eight years so it's yeah. i don't know it's fascinating but i do want to ask our friend luana anders our friend on the flip side who's our class moderator who passed away in 1996 um and you know she is the one who moderates our class and so Let's ask her if she has anybody she wants to bring forward or stuff she wants to talk about previous sessions or. Read me somebody that I read. Selma, I read Selma Hayek last week. Okay. A couple of people that I read that were very fascinating to me, um, but they were just what they want to do with the world, how helpful they are. She was super funny. She was, you know, but she wanted to talk about Israel and what was going on there. But give me, give me a second. Sure. Uh, They're making fun of me because I chose somebody for her to, she's creating a movie again. And she asked me who she should, you know, put in there as somebody that she's going to be working with, that she's going to be, you know, next to as a boyfriend that has to be a little bit, that has to be relatively it's an unusual way to do casting these days. Yeah. <laughs> right. And of course I'm like, you've already been with this person, but Ryan Reynolds is my favorite. Cause he's so funny. He's like, no, Jennifer, that's not going to happen. Right. And I'm like, okay, but we went into this whole process, but it was, I don't know why Luana want to show me that they were actually making fun of me that I was doing that, that I was choosing a that cast is. member 
for that. But it's, is it funny though? Because I still deal with people that, you know, are some people's complaints is that we only talk to celebrities. We don't. That is not the issue. No. It's just when they show me somebody, I'm going to recognize them. If we just talk to people that I didn't recognize, and there are some, but you do. They always make sure one of us does. Sure. Like, sure. that's the only reason well, why. Well, and in Luana's case, she did over 300 TV shows and, and movies. And so that is her language. So showing you how that she thought it was hilarious that in your session with Selma, that's what you were talking about, as opposed to, you know, like a journey of your life. How many lifetimes have you had, et cetera, et cetera. Or have- ones on the flip side. I, I did meet her in Cannes some years ago. And she couldn't have been nicer. Uh, just a super. And, you know, she did a movie with our friend Robert Town. And I would be curious, uh, how's he's doing? Because I haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, we need to be, we need to pay a visit, probably. Well, that so, might be difficult. So, Luana, who do you want to bring forth for us to talk to? I mean, other than teasing Jennifer about her work. I know. Hold on. There were. She says gently teasing. They found it interesting because I did ask the class to be there. I had I had five minutes. I trained myself so I'd read people in five minutes, and somebody would knock on the door, and then another person would come in. And then there was over an hour. She waited an hour to see me. There was over an hour and forty minute wait to come in because, of course, when they go outside, they tell everybody. And these are, I mean, it was a lot Latina community, which was wonderful that Jessica Alba had at her house that they were celebrating, and just. A bunch of people, artists and everything. It was very, very, couldn't have been, they were so wonderful and so nice. Um, give me a second. Hold on. Okay, who? Which one? She's talking about both of our dream states. I have recently had some very interesting dreams. Um, Please share. Oh, she's reminding me. So the other day I had a dream where I don't know, I, I had a place on the beach, but it was, um, and my girlfriend was coming in, we were going to go to a volleyball tournament, something like a long time ago. That's what it felt like jumping into memory. But then my little black cat that I had for 18 years right. was around, but I didn't have, thank goodness. I did not say you're not here. I was so excited to see her and she just wanted me to hold her and I held her and held her and I didn't want to go to this volleyball tournament because I'm like, wow, you're around here a lot. I haven't seen you in a while. Just one of these crazy, you know, moments. And I woke up going, oh, I had a visitation from my black kitty cat. That's you great. Know? And I forgot that. I didn't, it wasn't something that, you know, and she's putting that in my head. So let me see what she wants. Um, probably because Hyra's, but we talked about Robert Town and Hyra popped in. Hold on. Interesting. What, as opposed to when? Thank you. She's saying right now they're sending so many of them are coming into our dream state. Our loved ones are, whether they're animals or our loved one, you know, our close relatives or friends um, and family. She says that the energy's easier right now to do that. I'm like, don't you guys do that all the time? Pop in. She goes, it's a lot easier right now with the energy, which is interesting. So why is that, Lou? What's what's the difference between now and before couple things with what's going on in the world um she says one of the things is that people are asking for a lot more help mm. 
a lot more help. And even though they might not, thank you, they might not be directing it towards their loved ones, their loved ones hear it. And so. So the act of asking for help helps lower the filters that are on the brain that block this information from us. Correct. So, and they're able to visit in dreams. We've talked about this before, where you set the intention before you go to sleep, if you want to talk to someone specifically. But also, she's saying, just in general, because people are asking for help. Yeah. They're they're getting, and maybe it's that the disbelief system is lessened because, oh, I don't know, whatever, because they watched our podcast. And then suddenly they're like, well, maybe that was Aunt Betty. Yay, something scrolled across my head when I was listening to something. I'm like, our global mission for you and I is to help as many people as possible get into a tune, tunement with their own intuition and their own loved ones. That really is our goal. Everyone can do it if that's what they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's funny because it's such an odd paradigm because neither one of us are trying to you know, in, in, enlist people in an army of, you know, believers or followers or blah, or any of that stuff. It's just, you can do this at home. You don't need us, but. Well, they're, they're showing the reason. Well, thank you. They're showing us the reason why it works is because every person perceives and interprets things differently, whether it's feeling it, like we've discussed before, seeing it, you know, smelling it, you don't have to have any of those senses to actually be in the quantum field to talk to them. You don't have to physically see them. In fact, you have to lower your, your five senses here and get out of that. Right. In order to really connect. And I know that sounds a little bit off, but everybody, so they're showing us like we, we show different ways. Like we just, when they brought up my cat, you know, I probably did ask for help that day. Did my cat help? It made me happy that I had a visitation from my cat. I don't take those things lightly, even though, you know, I do what I do. So Lou, is that what you wanted to talk about? Or did you want to bring her? Partially. 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 Okay. And then she said, you had a dream. You always dream. But um, how did you with Sherry? I'm getting Sherry. Maybe Sunday night. Hold on. Oh, it's not you. It was Sherry. Oh. Did Sherry share a dream with you like Monday or something like that? My wife, who does have very unusual dreams and, uh, and experiences. Uh, it's very possible. I can't remember her mentioning it to me specifically. But Luana, what is it within the content of that that you want to talk about? How to do with her dad, maybe visiting her. Okay. Um, but so I mean, specifically Luana, did you want to talk about her dad or her ability to do so? Or she wants her to know, she wants her to know that not only does she have access to her dad, just like I have access to my father and you have access to your father, but everybody has access to the class. Everybody has access to everybody over there if they believe it. And so they use that as an example, you know, because she is doing, your wife is, you know, she's really good at it. She's diving into this work, but she can ask for more help with other, with a lot of different people as well. I know. I understand. Well, it's like bringing those people forward. 
But right. in terms of Luana, you know, because it's so odd that we have this person on the flip side who can bring us people to talk to and bring us information. But go ahead, Lou. What, was that the topic you wanted to talk about? Just bringing your loved ones forward? It's the topic is about asking for guidance. Okay. And then they just showed me again, the stuff that I'm not thinking about. I ask whenever I need stuff, you know, guidance for myself, I go to my computer and I start channeling. I'm just like, okay, what is it? If it's about a situation. So I asked about this particular situation and then he said, go do it immediately. Go, you know, buy this thing immediately. And thank goodness I did. Because if I wouldn't have done that, I would have been, I would have missed out on this most amazing opportunity if I didn't like literally stop within two sentences and went and did it. Oh, so I trust it. And what they're saying, I think I believe what they're saying is if you ask, you will get nobody. Okay. That's another thing. Nobody bad's going to try to come in and try to help you. Yeah. Or harm you. How do we know where the information is coming from? It has to come from your energy field. It has to come from the people who love you, your higher self, your guides. Um, hold on. That was another thing that they wanted to mention. Hold on. If you do this, if you ask, then it'll be easier for them to participate in helping you. They can help you, but if you don't even think they're around, it's not, it's not going to be as effective. Sure. If they show up to help you and you're not receptive to it, right? You, know, you, like, you can walk into a place, but if you feel the army behind you or the people that are supporting you and you have them right there with you, that's thank you. That's exactly what they're doing from the other side. It's just that, you know, they're just saying, know that we're there because you'll feel better. Your energetic, you know, our brains, I believe in neuroplasticity, our brains with whatever we tell our bodies do change the way that our bodies react to things. And so that's a good example. If you know that they're there. And also the possibility, because we've talked about this. I mean, when we talked to Harry Dean Stanton on the flip side, he was the one who said, tell people to believe in the possibility that there's an afterlife. And he was a, a lifelong skeptic. He said, because then they won't waste another minute of their lives arguing about it like I did. And he argued about it all the time. But that idea of, and I think that's what we're talking about, which is people are opening up to the possibility, not exactly what we're talking about, but there's a possibility that life goes on. And by doing that, it's like they've opened the garden gate. But Lou, you're the one with the list. People are always asking me, can you talk to this person? Can you talk to that person? And I always go, well, you got to talk to Luana because she's got the list of who gets to come in and talk to us. If there's somebody on it or not, that's okay. It's your list, Luana. She rolled her eyes. And so um, she said, she goes, didn't somebody passed away like a week ago? And then, you know, our buddy Chandler showed up. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Listen, he's, a, he's gotten a lot of people asking us to talk to him some more. Really? So, yeah. So Matthew, the floor is yours, my friend. And we appreciate you coming by a couple of weeks ago. And uh, more people wanted to hear more from you. What's up? Oh, I feel like, so what I feel like he's saying, he's like, my job is I'm a connector. He just made fun of me. He's like, so let me get this straight. 
you could talk to Steve Jobs and you're okay with it, or Kobe Bryant and you're okay with it, but then I come back and you're like, not again. Ah, good yeah. point. He wants to address some of the questions that people have. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, please do. Please do. Do you have any particular questions? Oh, yes, I do. Um, so what have you been doing since you crossed over? And what's that like? I mean, for us, it's like an exponential thing. He just started laughing. He's like, not jacuzziing. Not jacuzziing. You know, you did say you had to have a buddy system now. Yeah. That was pretty funny. About that. Hold on. He's serious, but funny. Like, probably could have saved his life, but we will never know, as he said. Um, hold on. I know. I actually know a couple of people that have died in a jacuzzi, so which he just showed me. Um, Ouch. So who were you surprised to see since you've gotten over to the flip side? Prince. He was surprised to see Prince. Okay. surprised to see a philosopher, and I'm not sure which one. Uh, was he Greek, Roman? He says Socrates. Like, okay, very good. Socrates. Matthew, would you bring Socrates forward, if you don't mind? Is it hard to bring him forward? He's just saying no, because he has more to say. Hold on. Oh, please do. I'm, I, I interrupted you. Sorry. No, no, it's challenging for me to like try to get it all. Hold on. Um, he's got the floor. He's the whole purpose of I think the beginning of our conversation is because he's been listening to the needs of other, like he to the needs of others, like he did here. Like there's a he just showed me, you know, Michael J. Fox. There's a great tribute that Michael J. Fox said about how when he had his, got his first job, you know, as Chandler, he wrote a big fat check to his foundation. Oh wow was very you know when they when he first started he goes that's the kind of person that matthew perry was like for a lot of people um hold on okay he says thank you he loves being able to talk to people and having them be more receptive than he could have ever imagined them being okay um even if it's through somebody like me or even if it's through you know just thinking that he's around like his closest friends that's easier for them it was a little bit more challenging for me even though i'm a medium and i had several people that actually knew him as he showed you know how time doesn't exist really over there how he's able to see all the other the threads of what's going to happen um really that's so he was surprised to see billy holiday he said that he loved her music but that was a surprise for him and he was surprised to see several friends that he lost along the way during his um, sobriety. His journey, yeah. Sure. And so what was that like? So when you get to the flip. Like you still haven't, because you still haven't read my book. I'm like, no, I haven't read your book yet. Uh, I did. You know, he told us to read his book, and I, I did. It was oh, great. His book it. is great. And by the way, the first chapter, he says, think of this book as if I'm talking to you from the afterlife read this book as if I'm speaking to you from after I've crossed over. I mean, literally says that in like the first. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't put you Jennifer in my credits, <laughs> but I mean, here we are having a chance to talk to him and he says the same things in his book, which neither one of us had read, but there he was talking about his journey and it's really well-written and it's a bestseller now. So I just want to point that out. If you haven't read his book and you really want to hear his voice, Pick up his book. Yeah. It's on Kindle for 
I, well, I part of me didn't want to because I'm still meeting people that know him. You and know, you don't want to let that influence whatever you're hearing from. Influence. No, yeah. but I so you know, I, I think it'll be okay. I don't think he'll mind. He says that's a lame excuse. Um, hold on. That's funny. And he heard you talking to him as well. I'm sorry. He said he heard you talking to him as well. I was talking to him as well when I was reading his book. Well, how yeah. could you not say, dude, what was this? On the about? last chapter, he said it was a tearjerker, I guess. And whole, tried- yeah, the whole book is a little bit of a tearjerker. I mean, it's, yeah. what are you going to do? But who, you know, it's great that he was able to do it. Here he was able to write this book so that he's left something behind, you know, not only about his victories, but also his failures. I mean, it'll help anybody who's in that position of dealing with addiction. Yeah. Okay. What is that? What do you mean? Oh, he says you missed part of the point of having a book. He says everybody needs to have their own book, their own play of their adventurous life. He says I was fortunate enough to make mine a ravishing success. If you look at how all the ups and downs and sideways, he says he was. That's kind of funny. Um, he says, I'm here to help people succeed in their own paths in this world and beyond. And he's really, he's glad to be a part of the class. <laughs> well, think- let me let me ask you if I can. Um, so you, since we've spoken to you, it was only two weeks ago, and I'm sure that the time frame is completely different for you. But just in terms of your observing your lifetime and the play that you crafted and you participated in, do you feel like you saw you did most you you talked about how what a wonderful life you had? Do you feel like you did you should have stuck around for more, or was this an exit point for you? No. He said he he exited at the most perfect time. Interesting way to put it. Stage front instead of stage left. Stage front instead of stage left. Very clever, which is, you know, people fall off the stage. What are you going to do? And then suddenly you're like, oh, my gosh, that we lost the part of this, you know, the hero of this act. But, you know, you try not to judge people for how they fall off stage. It's for how they He says it, it takes a lot for people to have the perfect play. Everyone plays a part. So are you going to be upset at the villain? You show me. Thank you. Are you going to be upset at the villain Villain, if they give you the best play possible? No. Exactly. You become no. friends with your villain. High fives yeah. to villains after the play. Yeah. Um, like high five for his sobriety. High five for having to go through what he went through. Um, <laughs> I said, are you going to come back and do it all over again? He just left the room. <laughs> uh, well, let me ask you before you leave the room. Um, meeting up with Prince and Billie Holiday, very interesting. Music, both musicians. Have you heard them play or perform over there? Yeah, the archives are front, forwards, and backwards. So the lifetime, he says, you get to jump into a bunch of different lifetimes that they're in that they're playing. Wow! So he keeps bringing something back to oh romeo and juliet who wrote i'm sorry 
Will Shakespeare, sure. Give me a second. He's like, I'm no Will William Shakespeare, but we had similar addictions. Interesting. We had beautiful musings. And he said at least he was able to get out his own story. I guess he was one of his favorites. So I don't know. Yeah, you know, and for, for fans of uh, Jennifer and my work, we did talk to Will a couple of times. Yep. To ask him, you know, if he ever showed up while people were doing his play. He said he he said he showed up a couple of times while I, during the deepest, darkest of his plays. Really? Yeah. You mean that's Matt talking about Will? Yeah. Well, what's it like to talk to him now or see him now, if you have? He said it was like chatting with somebody, like, you know, two guys at a bar drinking beer. Like, it was just, that was that kind of conversation. conversation. Wow. Very cool. To drink or not to drink? That's the question. It's all fake over there, he says. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You can't really, well, you have no brain to get drunk with, so it's all sort of a construct. So, Matthew, what do you want to tell your fans who are tuning in and missing you terribly? You're welcome. Hold on. He says, tell them that I'm available to help them. And what's the simplest way to do that? So he he showed me, he's like, it's not, you know, it's just like here. He goes, I can give information to a lot of people at the same time with how they direct message people here on the earth. Yeah, right. You're outside of time, so... You can yeah. send a billion texts simultaneously. Right. And he showed me that movie with, um, what's his name? Oh, come on. Oh, thank you. Jim Carrey. Anyways, that. God, that movie, God, where yeah. he sure. was aware. I, I couldn't, like, it's so funny. I'm like, what's his, come on, tell me what his name is. Um, okay, show me it. Oh. The more that they believe, he's like, tell everybody, the more that they believe, the easier it is to receive. The more, that even, that even poetic there. The more they believe, the easier it is to receive. The more that you believe, the easier it is to receive. He's mentioned Jim Carrey a couple times now. Uh, it's the movie's Bruce Almighty, where, you know, he suddenly, God, you know, steps aside and says, you do it. Okay, very good. So, but what is it about that film or what is it about Jim Carrey that you want to zero in on? As you mentioned his meditation. Uh, he said you know, he knew things. Like he channeled that guy when he did the movie. We talked about that. Andy Kaufman. Yeah, and I talked to, to Jim about that. He was yeah. definitely asking to Andy Kaufman to help him with that movie. And he clearly did. And maybe it drove him a little nutty because yeah. he had a hard time with that. But so what are you saying, uh, Matthew? Are you saying that Jim? Jim believed. And so that's what has made him, you know, the actor that he is. Part so let it. me ask you a weird question. Have you met any conscious people, the higher selves of people that are still on the planet? Honestly talking to Rachel. <laughs> Courtney Cox. Possibly talking to, to who? Rachel who? Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Okay. Sorry. sorry. I never, you know, can I tell you, I've never seen that show. Yeah. It wasn't in, my, wasn't in my radar. I apologize, but he doesn't care. But he's always talking to her. Is that what you're saying? He's always having conversations. Like you missed out. Say again. Uh, I missed it. 
He said, you missed out. Exactly. <laughs> By not I, really, I did. So, but uh, are you saying you're, you're having a communication with her constantly now or her higher self? Both. Both. It's very painful for all of them right now. Cause they all have some guilt about not being, you know, the same, he goes the same stupid guilt that people have about not being right there when they died or not, you know, answering a text message or not, you know, uh, which they, he's like, they should have none. They should have a absolutely zero because they, they were, that was his chosen family. Um, he goes, when you talk to yourself, don't you talk to your higher self? You know, yeah. that unjaded version of you. Oh shoot. I gotta get going soon. And we're all walking each other home. And so it is important to remember that we're all going to be home eventually. So. My, girl, my girlfriend Cindy Kaza put that down and I said, I'm so excited to walk with you today. She used that comp. She goes, she put it in quotations. You know, we're all just walking each other home. That is such a big, you know, you know, huge yeah. statement. But the good news is, is that our friends, the ones we love, are backstage waiting for us to get there. So. Mm -hmm. I, I know, Jennifer, you have to go, Matthew, showing up twice now. You're welcome, dude. Anytime. Anytime you want to stop by. You want to come by for your third time? We don't need to book you. But you because they were be allowed. <laughs> Say again? It's because he's a newbie, they're allowing him. But he's like. Okay, well, Moana's in charge of the VIP list. So let's uh, give credit to her. He's already shown me people I'm going to be seeing. It's just so fascinating to me. You mean in his life that are going to show up to you. Yeah. Okay, very good. Well, you know, I hope that works out. Again, Luana, thank you for helping us with this conversation with people. On talk to Sherry. She wants you to talk I'll to talk Sherry. I'll talk to my wife about that, and she'll go, what are you talking about? Anyways, Jennifer, thank you for your gifts. Matthew, thank you for stopping by. And to all those people out there, remember your loved ones are never that far away. They're mm -hmm. just on the flip side waiting hey. to and by the way, I did open up two more days. I'm not going to say where or when, but I know people have been trying to get in to see me. So I'm just Okay, saying. so go to jenniferschafer.com and voila, you can be doing what I'm doing, sitting where I'm sitting and having this conversation with your loved ones off, off campus. We love you, Jennifer. Thank you, dear. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.